0: How's everybody doing today? Woo-hoo! I want to apologize. I've already embarrassed my wife once today. Um, I got up this morning, and I went to let out the dog, and I put on my home slippers. And I'm still wearing them right now, so... (laughs) First time preaching wearing home slippers. Yeah, and uh, so it looks like I'm comfortable, but maybe not so much. Um... I want to talk to you guys. Well, uh, when Eric first asked me to come preach uh, to you guys today, two thoughts had occurred. I mean, like, wow, you know, like, what such an honor to be here talking in front of hundreds of people. And, um, you know, how amazing an opportunity this is to be able to present God's word and read from God's work. And then the the other thing was, I was like, man, I got to, you know, I got to study. I got to have everything together. I got to know more than what I'm talking about. Um, I'm used to talking with teenagers. I lead the teen group here. I'm, I'm used to talking with teenagers, and I'm at least one of the smartest people in the room. Maybe not the smartest person, but I'm at least one of the smartest people in the room. So in a room like this, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not the smartest, not the wise, not the most spiritual. So for me, this is, truly is an honor to be here uh, talking to you guys today. Um, so as, the, as you can see here, I want to talk to you guys today about your why. Um, your why. So if you are in a kind of leadership position or a management position, which most people here are, if you have kids, if, you, if you're you know, an owner of a, um, of a business or something like that, most of you, most of us will sometime in our life become um, a leader of some sort. And so, um, so you have to know what your why is, before you can get to to your how, so I know that this is a sermon that most of us have heard before, and um and and even if you don't go to church, even if you're, you know, this is your first time being here today, and you know what is about this Christianity thing, um, most of us have heard about this concept of the Christian life and what it and what it is, and it's um and it's about your why. So, but this is more of a a mindset kind of a sermon. Eric has asked me to um present some to do's usually whenever Eric preaches he has in your bulletins um, some things that you can go by and you try to guess the answer before he gets there and fill in the blanks and everything and then he gives you some how some like how to's how to live this out how to how to implement this into this week into this week's um, this next week kind of a thing. So for me, this is not one of those sermons where um, where you can exactly do that. This is this kind of thing. I'm going to try to give you some to dos this week, but it's more so. You got to. This is more so of a a sermon that keeps your life in check. All right. So um, so um, one of the one of the things that I I used to do I I do with my teens um, because this is such a um, something close to my heart. um, I I challenge my teens. One of the exercises that I do with them is I ask them, "Why do you do?" what you do. You know, why do you go to school? And they'll say, well, I want to get good grades. Well, why do you want to get good grades? Well, so I can go to, go to college and, you know, do good at college. Well, why do you want to go to college? Why do you want to be successful in life? And, um, and so I, I, I ask them the why, the why, the why, and eventually they just, you know, they give up. It's like, I don't know, what are you getting at? Or, you know, or they, they, they can come to it. I, like I said, I have some, I have some smart teenagers. But that's what I kind of want to try to get from you guys today. Um, I want to um, try to get some feedback from you guys as well. So I have this whiteboard here. Um, I drew such a good circle, the first service, so I left it there. And, um, and we're going to leave that here. So we got the circle here. Um, but whenever, whenever I, 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 uh, I'm also a real estate agent, and whenever I first came into real estate, I w- used to work at this company called Keller Williams. And uh, they had they as as a new agent coming in. They do this for all their new agents. Um, Keller Williams is pretty is a pretty uh, great um, a real estate firm. They fight they fight for you know first and second between in the in the whole nation with Remax actually. And so they're pretty they're pretty good at what they do. So one of the things that they require for you to do if you're coming in as a new agent is to create your vision board. And basically what that is, is just for you to, um, you to know why you want to be successful in life. Why do you want to be a successful real estate agent? Well, I kind of want to try to do that with you guys today. And I'm going to grab a market. I'm going to um, get some feedback from you. I want you guys to just shout out some answers to me. And I always grab that one first. And that one sucks. <laughs> and then this one. All right. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Did not mean to say that. <sighs> Restart. All right. So the question is, the question is, what are the things that matter most in life? What are the things that matter most in life? So if you could just shout it out, give me some answers, so I'll write, so I'll write them dear, uh, down here on the board. Family. family. The first service, I wrote it really small. My, my, my wife was in the back saying, write it bigger. So family. All right, Next. Face. I'm gonna put slash God. I like that one. So most people, whether you're not, whether you go to church, whether you're um or, or not or not a part of, uh, affiliated with any kind of Christian, most people uh, have family as their first one. Just FYI. So what are some other things? Come on, shout them out. Friends. Friends. Health. Pets. I'm sorry, what was the other one? Pets. Pets. Money. Let's say, um, let's say uh, a career. Education. All right, that's pretty good. I'm all the way down here. All right. So we can all see that most of these things here, in fact, all these things here are not things. I asked you guys, what are the things that matter most in life? And most people can get this. Most people say that God and family are number one or number two, and they see that that's what should be the case. But reality, that's another thing. What's the reality? So that brings me to my f- first teaching point. Just because things are good doesn't mean things are right. And vice versa, just because things are bad, doesn't necessarily mean that things are good. So you look at that person's life and be like, the really successful real estate agent, man, they got, wow, they got a huge house, they got all this money coming in. It's like, wow, that, that person is successful. And you say that that person's successful. But, um, so let's look at, st- and whenever I, when, just, when we look at these statistics, I'm not like trying to like hurt anybody or point any fingers or, or anything like that. Cause I know that we all ha- are part of this statistic in one way, shape or form. So, um, just trying, I'm not, I'm not thinking of anybody by putting this, but we have some, we have st- statistics here. The first one is we have two married parents in their first marriage is down, from the 1960s, the two married parents, one or more both remarried, is about the same. Single parent has grown, um, you know double since the 1980s, and no parent at home is about the same. All right, so the next, next statistic. and this is uh, the Barna Foundation. They do a study of faith and religion and culture. Um, they're from California. They came up with these statistics um, that we've almost dropped down almost 10 percent. Since the, um, since the elders there. So 51% from the Christian. And also 13% is doubled in, in, in atheism. So what's happening here is what I, what I see is that what we say and what we do don't necessarily line up with this. And so I want to put in here, I want to put in here in the center that God should be the focus. And we can have family or friends and then everything else here on the outside. So I think most people would agree. Like I, I, I asked you guys before, family and, and faith are, the fir- are, are you know, fighting for the one and two slot there. Um, so um, just because things are good doesn't mean things are right. All right, let's look at a, a, a scripture, James 1. James 1, 2 through 12. And this is, um, I'll go ahead and read it. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wave wind. For the person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let the lowly brother boast in the exaltation and in the rich in his humiliation, because like a flower of the grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises when its scorching heart and withers the grass, its flowers fall and its beauty perishes. So also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown. Of life. All right, so um, so still on my first point. If we focus on that first part, we have two through four. Count it all joy, my brothers. When you meet trials of various kinds, I like to uh, think of um, working out. I'm not one to work out much, and when I do, um, you, you get to the leg day. For those of you who know anything about working out, uh, you get to leg day, and you um, and if you haven't done it in a while, you become it's painful. To go, to say the least. It's painful to do something and then, you know, for the next week you're sore. In my case, the next two weeks you're sore because it's painful. But it's a good kind of pain. And I think that's what this verse is talking about. Then there's the other kind of pain. You have the pain that um, that it's a heart attack or you break a leg or something that needs to be fixed right now. And those are the kinds that you go to the hospital. So there's, there's good pain and then there's bad pain. And then I'm um, focusing on the last part there... Um, about the uh, About the rich things appear to be good in life. things appear to be good you 're doing well in but but you know it says if you don 't have your joy in christ that, that that all goes away all right so that brings me to my next point. Jesus wants you all in. Jesus wants you all in let 's look at the um, scripture mark chapter ten verse seventeen through twenty seven and I'm not going to read that. Um, that's, that is what we just saw kind of like in a modern. Well, what we saw here on the video was a, was a modern video of, of what we just read here in the Bible. That's, that's the scripture of the rich man. And so basically he comes up to Jesus and he says, Jesus, I've done, I'm, d- I'm doing all the good stuff. I'm doing everything that you've asked me to do. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm keeping the Ten Commandments that you asked me to keep. And Jesus, Jesus says, well, there's, there's one thing, you know, that's keeping you from, you know, fully, fully uh, giving in to me. And that's, and that's your wealth. I said, I want you to go sell it and give to the poor. And, you know, just thinking about what if the rich man would have went out and sold everything? What good he could have done, what, you know, to be able to fund the, the ministry that Jesus had? I don't, I don't know um, beyond what this, what, what this is. You need to you just think about it. But um, if he would have had Jesus at his fo- as his focus, what good could have came out of that? Um, I want to look at Matthew chapter 12, verse 26. Um, and this one, this one, the scribes is hearing Jesus talk about um, and, and debating stuff. And, this, and one of the scribes just comes up to him and says, Jesus, um, and seeing that he answered them well, asked, Which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, The most important is, Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord with your, your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this: you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus wants you all in. One of the stories that I could think about uh, coming up with an analogy for uh, Jesus wants you all in was whenever I was um, in high school, I remember playing on a football on a football team. And I went to Warren County here, and, um, and I was 130 pounds at the time. Only 130 pounds playing high school. I was, I was fast, but not very big. And I was, they put me on special teams. And the coach had told me, whenever you go and hit that guy, you need to give it all that you have. You need to hit them as hard as you can. And, that's, and, and so in practice, this is my first game. So I was a senior. This is my first game. In practice, I go, and they have like these dummies. And so you go and you try to hit that dummy as hard as you can. Well, that was kind of painful to hit that dummy, you know, as hard as you can. And so, like, I'm thinking, why would I want to hit that guy as hard as I can? And so whenever the, I was about to find out why you would hit the other guy as hard as you can, the first, the first game that we had, I was on special teams uh, kickoff. Somehow, me, the 130-pounder, got, te- got teamed up with a guy on the opposite side, 256-foot-five coming at me. And, um, some, I don't, I don't know how we got paired up, but he, he did. And so I'm thinking if I don't hit him as hard as he doesn't hit me, maybe, you know, maybe we can just, you know, call it truce and whatever, you know, I don't, not, I don't know what I was thinking, to be honest with you. So I just remember at the time, um, I went after that guy and he came after at me and my girlfriend's parents at the time, uh, said that he came and hit me so hard that I flew back 10 yards, 10 yards. And so, um, so I learned why you hit the other guy as hard as you can. It hurts a lot worse if you don't hit the guy as hard as you can than to come back. So the last game, I figured this out. And um, somehow we got, we, I got paired up with the same guy again. The last game, he was at the same, at the same game. And um, and we we hit and I hit him as hard as I could. You know, I, we were pumped up. I hit as hard as I could, and we came. And we came up to like a stalemate, and you know, I didn't hit him back. He didn't hit me back this time, and it and it, it didn't hurt as worse as bad. But um, so yeah, it's just like that, you you got to give it your all. Jesus wants you as Jesus wants you all in. All right. Um, so I talked about that passage, Matthew uh, twelve. Um, it, Jesus actually adds the word mind in this one. In Deuteronomy, which he's, he's, he's referring back to the book of Deuteronomy, whenever we talk about um, heart, soul, mind, and strength, Jesus adds mind in this one, meaning that he wants you to think about it. He wants you to have him as a forefront of your mind in everything that you do. He wants you to have him as your filter through, through your whole outlook on life. Um, it, like I said, this is, this is a mindset, all right? Um, and then my last point is uh, we exist to bring God glory, we exist to bring God glory. Um, Isaiah 43, 7. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom, for, whom I formed and made. So one of the pastors that I, I listen to also is um, Andy Stanley. And he, he, um, he, he a, a couple of uh, years ago, I went to his, I went to his uh, church and he, Said one of the things that you, the analogy that he used is like as a parent to a child. So he was a he said if you hurt me or if you hurt my child, then there's nothing that you can do for me, nothing that you can come up to me and be buddy buddy with me or whatever. But um, but if you've hurt my child, I don't I don't want any part of you. But if you come up and help me, we don't have to acknowledge any words. I just automatically like you. Um, it says in First John, I don't have that in my notes. But in 1 John, um, it says that it's actually, if you don't love God, you cannot love, I mean, sorry, if you, do, if you don't love man, you cannot love God. And it's not talking about the opportunity, it's not talking about the ability to love God, it's, it's saying that the opportunity has left. It's like, you cannot ride that train. Why can't you ride it? Because the opportunity has, the opportunity has left. And so, um, so, how do we bring God glory? we bring god glory by loving each other by loving your neighbor as yourself that's one of the that's probably the biggest thing that we can do here it's a, it's more of a practical kind of a thing like it's it's we know how to love each other all right um so let's let's say that it it we can't um we're, we're like the rich ruler here in the video say we're like the rich young ruler here in the video and um we're we're questioning whether or not we have god as the as the, as the center of our focus all right, so what are, what are some things that we can do about this? What do I do with this information? For number one, all right, um, do I honestly see myself pursuing Christ? All right, I, there it is, yeah. Have an honest conversation with yourself and God. Do I honestly see myself pursuing Christ? Have an honest conversation with yourself first. You have to have an honest conversation with yourself. If you, if you don't see that, you're, that, you, that God is the center of your focus, or if you, or if you do see that God is your center of your focus. You think, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a good person. God's part of my life. Then the next question is to um, is is number two, have an honest conversation with those closest to you. I did this uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago because I knew that I was preparing for my my sermon. I asked my wife. I was like, Do you honestly see Christ as our, in my in our lives as what we in what we do? Because, like I said, I'm, I'm usually the guy here leading worship. I, I'm usually the guy um, teaching the teenagers. Like, I have ministries here, a part of the church. But apart from my ministry, can you see Christ in my life and, and what I do? And she was like, you know, she thought about it for a while and she was like, well, yeah, you know, I think, I think that I can see it. And so I was just like, you know, um, that's, that's pretty awesome. I mean, you know, I can't come to you and, and speak whenever I've got something wrong in my own life, kind of a thing. But, um, yeah, if you can honestly see Christ in your life. And then the last thing is, if you don't see Christ in your life, and you, you're, 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 you're chasing things, you're not chasing the relationships, because we, you know, we, we've said that relationships are the most important things. We're, we're chasing things. We're chasing a career. We're chasing things that are outside of you know, family and God here. If we cannot see that Christ is our center of our focus, Seek actionable actionable steps through your spiritual leader, whether it be your pastor, community group leader, each other. I think that we all need some sort of mentor. You know, no matter how old we are, no matter how you know or young we are, we all need a mentor to some extent. And I think that we need to like you know ask this question because um, like I don't I don't want the statistics to keep on rising. You know, like, so I think that I think that we've missed what our why is, and I just want to, you know, challenge you guys to think about this. And, I, and that can be a this week kind of a thing. Think about what is it that, you know, everything that I do, do I have Christ as my focus in everything that I do? All right, thank you. I'll go ahead and pray for us, and, and we'll be dismissed. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for this day and for these people. And I just thank you for the opportunity to be able to speak and uh, deliver um, your word to our people, Lord. And um, I just pray that we'll keep you as a center of our focus and everything that we do, Lord. And, um, you know, just not only just to have eternal life, but also to have a life here on earth, an abundant life here on earth by keeping you as our focus in everything that we do. Lord, I pray that you will be with these people as we go out this week. Challenge us,
1: and in your name I pray. Amen. All right. Thank you, James. I appreciate him more than I can express. What I love is that my daughter is a teenager, and she has been in his youth group her whole teenage career. And uh, that's a good feeling for me as a dad and uh, such a good good man. I appreciate that much. Uh, Let's stand. And um, what we're going to do is just have a quick word of prayer, and then we'll have the music play, and we will be dismissed. But uh, if you get a moment, just uh, tell James, thank you. That'd be great. And uh, let's pray. God, we love you. And help us to realign our lives with what we say is important. Help us to take a look and make sure that 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 relationship with you and the relationship with our family is something that is reflected in what we actually do. We love you, and we want to honor you with a life that we live. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.